and sit down. Welcome to the Health and Wealth Podcast with your hosts, Tim and Carter. What's trending in Richards? Carter Wilcoxie, founder of CSI Financial Group here with my co-host and former wealth advisor, Tim James, founder of chemicalfreebody.com and your new health advisor. This is the show where we reveal the connection between physical and financial abundance. Hey, hello, Enrichers. Carter Wilcoxon here, CEO and founder of CSI Financial Group, joined by my co-host, Mr. Chemical Free Body himself, Mr. Tim James. Buddy, here we are again. Here and we are again. It's, it's actually during the week. It's not the weekend. I know. It's uh, it, it, it's crazy, right? We're, we've been recording all over the country. I was in Myrtle Beach last time we recorded. I'm all the way back here in Phoenix, Arizona. Um, weather's phenomenal right now. And and I know that we, we're very excited, as we always are, with our phenomenal guests that we've had on here. Mm-hmm. Isn't it amazing that the type of guests we've had on so far? And uh, I believe this is, I mean, we're double digits in podcast recordings now. Oh, yeah. And this is exciting, too, because, you know, we've been bringing in a lot, you know, a lot of people that are producers, you know, in the industry as a financial advisor and stuff like that. Now we get to have, from the attorney's perspective, from the estate planning or the family succession planning, as it should be called, and we get to get the inside scoop from uh, Sierra Lister, our uh, the chief counsel for Integrated Trust Services. Sierra, thanks for being on today. Absolutely, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, awesome. Um, so one, just one quick little correction because I might have said services uh, earlier, but it's systems, just in case. So um, we just call it ITS for sure, but Integrated Trust Systems. Um, systems. Yes, systems, and it is really a system that we're using, and I know that in the second segment, we'll probably get a little bit deeper dive in there on on how that system works and how unique and dynamic that it is um, and, and how Sierra is a, a very meaningful and integral part for the, the producers slash advisors that we work with that she's working with their clients. So uh, anyway, uh, Enrichers, thank you again for joining us for another episode. Uh, we hope that you're going to stay on for this because you're you're in for a treat to learn and hear from a different perspective, not, you know, the sales guy, if you will, on, uh, you know, those producers that are out there. But actually, one of the network attorneys that is, that's out there working, utilizing the system. So I think it's a unique perspective that you're going to be able to uh, hear some really cool stuff from. But before we get started, Sierra, um, I want to take a little step back and have the audience here, you know, sort of how we got to where we got and, you know, your backstory, how you got into the, you know, the law profession, you know, what you're doing before. I mean, I know your story fairly well, but, you know, share with our, our, our audience, as we call the enrichers, share with them, you know, what was your why, you know, you know, what were you doing before this and how you ultimately, you know, got into the estate planning arena? Yeah, well, I've always been really people and service oriented I think people are really surprised when I talk about my undergraduate. I wasn't criminal law or anything like that. I actually was business management and hospitality with an event management specialization. So I was a wedding planner during college. Um, I interned at every hotel chain there has ever been in the United States. I ended up going and working for a huge vacation rental company in Gulf Shore, Alabama, in a really small beach town. And it just didn't end up really working out. Um, It was funny. You know, I think a lot of people go on vacation to get their money back and yell at people. So I didn't feel like I was really helping anyone anymore. And I found myself back in South Florida. Um, I ended up going um, 
and taking a position at a medical company, which was my first sales experience. And I kind of worked my way up from there from doing sales um, with all autologous procedures. So everything is from your own body. They were filtering blood, not modifying it, but pulling out different proteins to help with inflammation. And it was a really unique experience in that I got to one, meet a lot of really cool people, athletes and, and stuff. They were doing a lot of um integrating it into physical therapy and things like that. And then um, we were doing a lot of PRP and, and just different um, autologist stuff that you hear all the time. We had all the kits and everything. And I became the, I guess they called it Southwest Florida, like regional director, because I wasn't the best at sales. I was better at servicing the girls that were doing sales and helping clients and actually physically working with them. Um, we ended up getting in a huge lawsuit, believe it or not, which was my first really big experience with um, working with attorneys and uh, our patents got bought, bought out from underneath us and they ended up shutting down all of our, our procedures. And so somehow in the midst of this, I found myself enrolled in law school and working at a personal injury firm. And when I came out, I, I moved to the other side of Florida. I was working for a really big law firm that had multiple, um, I guess they were in five or six states at that time, uh, different offices. And we were trying to bring estate planning down to Florida. So I got to lead up doing this whole estate planning kind of side of stuff. So I started looking for things to make this easier for clients. I got into uh, only a handful of probate cases that I got to do. And it was just so brutal to watch families torn apart. Um, they had wills. This was my first experience realizing there had to be a better way to do this. Um, and that we could service clients better. And that's when I found Gary with ITS. Um, I had reached out to some other advisors because a lot of the people in the law office didn't understand. Uh, you know, I didn't understand what an annuity was at that time, which I know everybody laughs about when I talk to my advisors. Oh, you don't know what an annuity is? No, a normal <laughs> person does not know how an annuity functions and well, how do you add it to an estate plan? So I was looking at with different advisors. Um, I got linked up with Gary and I was like, this platform is amazing. I was trying to bring it into the law firm, but that's not how law offices work. And that's when I came out and met you in Phoenix, Arizona, and you know, didn't hesitate to quit my law firm job two weeks later and build my own practice. Right. So um now talk a little bit about because you mentioned uh, you know, probate and will and everything. What would you say is the, you know, the number one misperception or misconception whenever it comes to, you know, estate planning and what it's about and, and this, uh, this phrase that gets used all the time or this, this word thrown around all the time and asked, well, hey, do you have your will? You know, you need a will. You got to have a will. It's like the, the legal profession has been promoting wills forever. Can you talk a little bit about, you know, the, um, what, yeah. what a will is and, and the pros and cons, I guess? I can feel my chest tightening as you say that sentence. It is something that brings me so much anxiety when people say, I have a will, I'm fine. I have a will, all my stuff is going to so-and-so. And it's always their one kid or whatever. And they think everything's great because they wrote on a piece of paper. And it's always five or six years ago at the closest time period. But everybody thinks that if you have this will, that everything's just going to go great. The attorney's going to go down there or they, they talk about their executor or how, whatever terms they want to use, whatever misinformed terms they're using and they think that this will's just going to go to the judge and everything's just going to be divided up and it's done. Leave everything to my son. They don't realize that they're going to need to get everything appraised, that everything needs to be line by item, itemized by the, the cost, that people can come in and contest it, that probate proceedings go on for sometimes years at a time. 
Um, when you try to tell them they can avoid that, they will know Will's only $300. I don't need to spend $2,000 getting a proper estate plan because I'm just going to leave all my stuff to my one kid. So I, I hear all these scenarios and, and people just don't understand that if you have a simple will, you're going to probate court, people can come in and contest your will. Uh, at the very least, it's going to be a couple month process where they're coming in and they're having people appraise things. If you own a business, you have to have a business appraisal. You own a house, a car, whatever it is, they have to know the cost of those items. They can't just give them all away. Um, and it just becomes this process where you might think that you thought out this great plan, but your family members thought that they all were entitled to something. And I've watched siblings fight over stuff. I've watched you know, family members feel that they were treated unfairly because someone has a better job than someone else. Um, I've just watched families come in so close and then through the process of this be at each other's throats after three months. And you would have thought they were the closest knit families uh, walking into the office at the beginning of the process. And it can be over silly things too. Like dad said, I get the crescent wrench. No, he said, I get the crescent wrench. You know, it's silly. I've, I've literally yeah, I seen it. I can imagine hating my sister over golf clubs, but I've seen it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Well, I mean, and, and then you start getting into like some of the, like, uh, you know, uh, true monetary keepsakes, right? Wedding rings and uh, wedding dresses maybe, or, I mean, you know, there's, there's so many things over the course of, a lifetime, right? Because traditionally, we're dealing with uh, clients that are obviously older age, right? So they've gone through the accumulation phase. And when I say accumulation, whether monetarily, or just, you know, collectibles, or, you know, those precious keepsakes that we talk about all the time. And and I can tell you that I've had my own personal experiences, uh, you know, with my, my better half, Christina, she's had her own personal experiences, where she grew up with these cousins, right? Aunts and uncles with these cousins. And and they spent all this time together. The matriarch and patriarch dies. And now the family's being fractured because there wasn't the proper estate settlement that was put into place because the proper estate plan wasn't administered. So those are some, some things I've dealt with on my own. And Sierra, to your point, and Tim, to your point, right, these are things that can happen if you are not proactive in getting some stuff, you know, set up. So, Sierra, why don't you talk a little bit more about integrated trust systems, you as the chief counsel uh, in, for integrated trust systems, ITS. Talk about how, you know, dynamic of that of a platform that is and, and how and what really kind of intrigued you from the get go when you first met Gary. Yeah, so. Um, the ITS system functions as, and I think a lot of people confuse it with because it is virtual, it is online. Um, we're giving the clients a lot of control. They want to liken it to something like a legal Zoom or some sort of website that gives you forms. It's absolutely not that. Um, I think it takes the personalization of having an attorney and it takes the process that happens in an attorney's office, makes it completely transparent to the client, gives the client control and then allows their advisors um, and their financial planning team, whether that's, you know, a tax consultant, however they want to bring them in, CPAs, really they have the ability to gather their own team with their financial advisor, um, including an attorney. They always have a network attorney paired with them from, you know, either ITS or someone that their advisor brings in or, or me with Carter's team. But they're always going to have this team that is functioning to make changes, to customize everything fully in a way that 
they can continue to plan throughout their lives. So when we come in, there's that that default kind of set of documents that guides them through, you know, there's option A, there's option B, but option C is a completely customized drafted scenario for them. Um, a lot of clients always think that their scenarios are very, very different. Um, I'd say 70% of the time it's it's already been drafted, it's already been done because their family structures are so similar and people want the same things for their children. And then they have the ability to come up with whatever crazy directives they want um, to send anything wherever they want. And they have the ability to go in and personalize it themselves too. So I always say that there's that, that ABC option. Here's some ideas. And then D is whatever you want to make up. Your attorney and your financial advisor are going to work together to make sure that that is reflected in your estate plan. And then the best thing for the client is, is now they have a new kid. It could be a week later. It can be four years later. And they can go in. They can make small changes themselves. And if they want to make huge changes themselves, they can let their attorney know because they're always paired with that attorney or their financial advisor. And they can continue to make these changes throughout their lives. And we're never going to to charge them again. Um, that was something in the law office that was really tough for me. I used to want to like, uh, you know, I guess I'd get in huge trouble if the uh, managing partners heard this, but I'd want to like text the client and be like, don't come in, but we'll, we'll make a change really quick. Like if you call me, just text me on my cell phone. I'll call you. So I don't have to bill you $350 an hour. It just felt so painful that you were, you know, one nickel and diming people, but really limiting them because you were going in and the process is the same. We're just utilizing technology. When I was drafting documents in the law firm, I was going, pulling old documents Man, that was William Forum. Now we have the virtual platform. Hey, Sierra. Is, hey, Sierra. Yeah. Um, we 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 missed. You started saying for some reason we, it, we started we started pulling old documents. Then we you cut out. Just and then you cut out. Oh yeah. Okay. Um. I guess I'll just roll back. In the law firm, we were pulling old documents and either having a paralegal or I was physically going through as a junior partner and. Popping someone's name in and information, which turned out to be a four to six hour ordeal. And that's what we were charging the clients for where, you know, a classic attorney's office was really missing out was that ITS. We have this population system. We're using technology to populate these documents in a minute and 45 seconds. And then we go in and customize and we're not hitting control F and find and, and charging these people. And cause everybody gets worried. Oh, well, it's not a custom drafted thing. No, it's this process that was taking hours before because someone was physically going in and searching and finding someone else's old name and replacing it. We got rid of that. And now we can customize your documents the way you want and you can uh, afford to continue to do this process. So, you know, Sierra, I've talked uh, a lot about how, um, you know, don't confuse, you know, efficiency with not being comprehensive. Mm -hmm. So, so I, so you just got through alluding to the fact that, you know, it's fully customizable. It's really, it seems really easy because that's the genius of what Gary's put together. Uh, and it, it makes your life obviously super easy too, but that's not to confuse it with that. It's not fully comprehensive of a plan that you can be able to, to dynamically set up for those clients. No. And that's the, the real beauty of it is, is that every minute I spend with the client, I'm working with something that's important to them. I'm not billing them and I, I'm not billing hourly anyway, but you know, we don't have to do that process where we're billing people hourly because we've sat there on the computer for four hours, retyping a paragraph. Every minute we spend with the clients is focusing on what they want, what their vision is for their estate, for their family, and making sure that we can reflect those in their documents. And then we come back and draft things that we need to draft for them. It has 
completely turn the process around to where you're not, I mean, you're not nickel and diming the clients for time. Um, everything has become so efficient that, I mean, I can help six to eight clients in a day, not one every two to three days. And that's two to three days of drafting I used to be doing. Wow. That's, that's pretty awesome that you're able to do that. What I like about it too, is that it allows you to, you know, be yourself and, you know, come from that, uh, you know, place of giving and wanting to help people without feeling like you're, you know, you're sticking it to them. And it's not that like the whole profession of attorneys, I mean, you, you, you get, you get paid by the hour. It's just, mm -hmm. it is what it is. It's not a bad thing, but what you're talking about here is the systems that you guys have put together over at ITS have simplified the process so you can get right to what really matters. Like with me, I do, like I could have somebody call me on the phone and they're like, Tim, I've got cancer. I need help. Or this, that, you know, I want to gain weight or build muscle. If they go online first and fill out a form, it takes 15 minutes. I can review that and I can help them in 30 minutes faster than I could taking at 30 minutes to an hour writing stuff down and then trying to, um, that, that process, I can cut that down like four or five times just like that. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. So, hey, same kind well, of thing, except that we're plugging in a financial advisor. Um, and so that financial team is there too. So instead of trying to figure out what the clients, what they actually want financially, their advisor who's been planning with them or who is going to plan with them in the future is there to be like this um, trans, like translate to me to be a mediator um, it has really brought together two professions that were so disconnected before. I couldn't find anyone before when I uh, made that joke about not knowing what annuity was a couple of years ago. I couldn't find anyone to explain it to me because not a single attorney in the office could explain it. And that's to the client's detriment. It always has been. We, When I was an advisor, we were talking about the triangle of trust. There's the financial advisor, mm -hmm. the attorney, and the CPA. And very few of the clients um, of those three people even knew each other. In most cases, they weren't talking to each other. So it's really good that you guys are are more than talking with each other. Just like, oh, hey, here, deal with Sarah. She's going to help you with your trust. It's like the attorney is actually working with the advisor hand in hand. Now the attorney knows what's going on because you know more about the assets and what's going. You can use your expertise to better improve the client's um, estate plan, or success, family succession planning. And from the advisor side, they learn more about what you do. So everybody gets educated and it's just a win. It's a 360 win all the way around. We're going to take a quick break, but when we get back, I want you to get into, you know, kind of from the attorney side, what you're seeing as far as how people are getting helped with these estate plans and what you've seen um, as an attorney on how financial advisors uh, like with CSI Financial are able to help their clients better serve their clients. We'll be right back. Are you concerned about being able to get all of your affairs in order during this trying time? Are you troubled by what would happen if you ever became incapacitated? Maybe you've been procrastinating in the past to address these issues, but now, more than ever before, you know just how important it is to get everything documented. Well, don't worry, because we can get you taken care of right from the comfort of your own home. Welcome to the revolutionary My Life Card Plan Estate Plan Processing Platform, home of the last estate plan you'll ever need. We are very pleased you are here, and rest assured, we can offer you a complete estate planning experience regardless of where in the 50 states you may live. Our unique transformational system combines efficiency, convenience, and professional support at levels you never thought possible for setting up your estate plan. Moreover, we will provide you with powerful, user-friendly dynamics that put you in total control of your plan throughout your lifetime. Call us today at 
316-6040 or go to www.csifinancialgroup.com and our team of specialists will be there to assist you every step of the way. What's up, Enrichers? Tim James here. We're back with my co-host, Carter Wilcoxon, and our hey, special hey. guest, Sierra Lister, Chief Counsel for ITS. That's short for Integrated Trust Systems. Boom. Take it away, Carter. Awesome. Hey, Enrichers, thank you for, uh, for again, being with us today. Uh, we are joined by Network Attorney and Chief Counsel of Integrated Trust Systems, Sierra Lister. Uh, Sierra, let's go ahead and get into a little bit about you know, how it's been working with the clients, a little bit about how uh, their experience has been. And then eventually we're going to get into a little bit of the 90 and 90 formula and our OEPT or outsource estate planning team and how that's been working. So talk to us a little bit from the from an attorney's perspective, working with the clients and how that experience has been and their feedback they've been giving you. So my experience with clients has always been really positive. Um, I just get to connect with clients on a really deep level now. I never have to go in and, and do a lot of these preliminary questions. Anytime I'm talking to them, it's about what they want for, what they've worked for their entire life, what they want for their family. Um, I'm spending a lot of time with them, getting them comfortable with the virtual system, which means that they are being put in control of their own plan. Um, which allows them to go in and customize uh, a lot of things. So not only is their advisor coming in and helping them from a financial standpoint, they've now spoken with, um, you know, either someone who we consider a paralegal or a specialist in the platform. So they feel really comfortable um, already logging in and using the computer, whether they, um, you know, are older and have trouble with the computer or, or younger and very tech savvy. And then we've gotten to the point where they've asked me any legal questions. They're so comfortable um, with everything that's happening that they start to add things themselves and they have really educated questions by the time they get to me as far as uh, the estate planning aspects of it. Um, you know, they understand that they need more than just a will. And a lot of that comes from, you know, the advisors being such a large part of it and working so closely. Um, giving me a lot of information. So we talked a little bit about that disconnect between financial advisors and attorneys in the past. I mean, I get texts before my meetings from the financial advisors. Hey, this client, uh, just a heads up. This is what they want. Um, they're really sensitive about this. Um, this is a touchy subject for them or any sort of thing that's happening personally to them or or financially that we need to touch on. I'm so close with the advisors that they're either texting me or emailing me before that. It's a completely, you know, three, a complete 360 from where I was before where I couldn't get a financial advisor to call me back and I'd leave three or four messages and, Hey, I'm the attorney doing their estate plan. Can you, can you please, please answer the phone so I can talk to you? <laughs> right. And, and, and obviously that disconnect that's been happening for decades. Right. And, and the beauty of the, of the team that we've assembled here where the, the advisor again, um, the advisor partner platform that that we have created at CSI Financial Group is really unlike anything else where it all begins and ends with client acquisition, right? So what is the best way to grow your practice? And it's through client acquisition. Well, if you're going to differentiate yourself and you, if you're going to be part of what we've put together, which are these three things that I say on a regular basis, uh, in Richards, I'm going to say it again. If you've, if you've heard most of the podcasts, I usually say it at some point in here. We set out on this journey to do three things better than anybody else. Number one, 
elevate the client experience. You just got through talking about the Sierra. Mm-hmm. Uh, the clients are absolutely, they, they love what they're getting, right? They feel like they're being taken care of. That experience then leads to the second most important thing for any advisor that's out there, agent, producer, advisor, create professional contrast. What makes you different? What is it about you that makes you different? Because let's talk about annuities. How is your annuity any different than the other 500 within a, you know, a, uh, you know, a 15 mile radius that can sell the same exact annuity or life insurance? Or, I mean, look, I get it that you manage money better than anybody else, but from the client's perspective, they're like, well, it sounds just like my guy. This is such an opportunistic opportunity that then ultimately, because of the experience, because of the differentiation or that professional contrast, um, it leads to competitor proofing those ideal clients that you want to work with. And the topic in and of itself of estate planning lends itself and tends to, to identify clients who have those right type of uh, what, I, what I call a 3A client, right? The right attitude, the right aptitude with assets. Those are the ideal clients that anybody wants to work with, right? Um, and then ultimately, if you can create and make them a 4A client, that fourth A is you create an advocate out of them. They advocate for what they've done, which lends itself to introductions to those they're connected to, whether that's family members, friends, colleagues, whatever the case may be, because of that experience that happened on the front end. Um, so, so that's what this is really all about. So, you know, Sierra, it, it, are you finding it much easier to be able to hand them back off to those advisors? And then that's where those true opportunities come for what the advisor ultimately wants to do to monetize that relationship, which is life insurance annuities and uh, you know, asset center management. Yeah, because it's part of it's part of a comprehensive plan. Um, you know, there's there's products and then there's a plan that includes what you want to happen when you pass away, a, a comprehensive plan on the financial planning side. I know that these advisors are thinking about things like what's happening with their retirement funds, what's happening with um, the money that's been invested. Uh, I know they're talking to them about IRAs and rollovers and everything, and I can trust them. And I, I know that I can hand them back and I've done my part. They're they're ready for that estate planning part of it. They understand how to go in and and make personalized changes. And when I'm talking about those, you know, I know you know Carter, but the personalized changes where they're talking about small things, where where their small effects go, and going into those postscript pages and talking about what they want for their burial and cremation services, notes to their loved ones. We've all seen the cute photos that get uploaded and the messages that get uploaded into the eVault Center. They can take it and make it so personal. And I know that they know how to do that. And then everything else is going to be handled by their advisor. So um, the client console, and you you just touched on a couple of different things, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you've you've heard me say this. And in fact, whenever I, I have a video that I created where I talk about how we don't sell trust. That's no. not what this we're, we're not. That's not the, um, the the purpose of this. Now, is a revocable living trust part of the estate plan portfolio? Yes, it is. But the client console is so comprehensive. Can you talk a little bit about how unique and how different that is compared to like the traditional mindset of most maybe advisors or clients where they think, oh, I got to go get my estate plan done and it's going to be like this book and it's, you know, the, it's black and white and it's this nice portfolio. Fake leather binder. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it, exactly. So, so can you talk a little bit about really how this differentiates from traditional estate planning? 
Absolutely. I think the biggest thing for me is I can look any client in the face and any advisor and say that no matter what it is that their client is trying to do with their estate, if it is legal and plausible, we can get it done in the platform. Um, because we're going through that process and we're auto-populating everything. So everything's done very quickly. We have that ability to e-sign and virtually verify with your attorney all of your documents. So we have the ability to get your documents you know, 90% done in that 90 minutes. And then the rest of it is going to be those changes. And with the platform, you have the ability to go in and customize things, whether you're uploading documents that you've already had um, or just documents that you think that the people that are settling your estate might need. Or you want to go in and free type notes, contact information, um, you know, all our Rafata stuff, all of our electronic assets can be added in there. Um, anything along those lines, the clients can really go in and customize it. And then they have the ability to relink with their attorney and go in and draft anything. I'm going to talk to them from, and I'm not just going to say, what do you want in your estate plan? What would you like your trust to do? We're going to go through and we're going to talk about where do you want your assets to go? Who are your beneficiaries? Are there people living in your house? What do you do? How how much do you have in IRAs? What are you doing with that? How is that paying out? Um, how do you want to hold your money? Do you want it to be given to your kids? Do you want them, you know, are some of your kids, do they need a little more control? How old are you kids? You can't just give all your money to your eight-year-old kid. And we can really, I can really walk them through this process and spend all the time going through their entire family story without making it this multi-week long drawn out terrible process that they would never ever want to do again and would never recommend to their worst enemy because that's how people act about estate planning attorneys and going and doing this process they don't think it's going to be this team and this hour-long experience they're ready to spend eight hours multiple times in the attorney's office and hate every minute of it so you just touched on a little bit about that 90 and 90 formula um that that we have coined if you will um but I, I, I want to drill down a little bit more on that, and then we'll get into the OEPT. You know, we have 90% uh, of the clients, obviously, that we're working with. We can get 90% of their estate plan done in 90 minutes or less. Now, the beauty of it also is that we can do it all from the comfort and safety of their own home, right? Mm -hmm. So something happened in 2020 that really accelerated um, on why that's relevant. But we were doing that, you know, B.C., before Corona, right? Mm -hmm. We were doing a lot. <laughs> You're of, all virtual. <laughs> yeah, all virtual the the whole time. Um, you know, for the last three plus years, so we were well ahead of the curve when it came to doing a lot of these things that we're talking about. So, you know that that was a huge benefit for us. But those clients, um, you know, for for those who are wondering, well, what about that other ten percent? The beauty and genius of the platform is that change that you just referred to, Sierra. When, right, when changes occur, not if, but when those changes occur, the beauty of the platform and the system is that you can be able to make those edits, changes, and, and uh, updates in real time, you know, with your annual paid subscription, which is very cost effective, by the way, costs less than uh, a dinner of four, by the way, uh, on it for an entire year of having access to it. Um, but it's that change that's going to occur for the rest of everybody on this call and everybody of, that's coming onto the platform that's going to happen in that one constant that we deal with. So that is the beauty of the, of the entire system. And, you know, and I know whenever you have that conversation with those clients, Sierra, I'm sure that they are relieved to know that you'll be there for them through the notepad center, if nothing else. 
Yeah, I think that gives them a lot of a lot of reassurance that um, it's one, it's not one and done. And there's a, a place in between one and done, like a, a legal Zoom, and then having a full retainer on staff attorney. I think that a lot of people are scared when they hear um, even the word estate. They think of some huge estate or they hear trust. Well, I don't have enough money for a trust. I, I don't know where that misconception came in. People think they have to have millions of dollars. And I think it's because it used to cost thousands of dollars every time you had to make a change. Yep. So it used to scare them a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for, for sure. And and obviously from an attorney's perspective, I would argue that the legal profession has done a good job of conveying that message on the front end. Yeah, um, I think that I don't want to phrase it this way, but it's a little bit of a monopoly. Um, you come in, they convince you, oh, it's cheaper just to get a will. And then it's time to settle your estate and go through probate court. Well, we'll just find the attorney on the will. And you see so many attorneys who children's become attorneys and it just becomes this rolling practice of, well, yeah, that's our family's estate planning attorney. And everyone just goes there and pays to update the will every time and pays throughout their life. And then their kids pay a chunk of their estate and their kids say, oh, well, I guess it's my turn to get a will. And they've just now been on this will uh, conveyor belt just being yeah. recycled back through. Yeah, will carousel is what it sounds like. Yeah, I think carousel is better. I think you get yeah. off the conveyor belt eventually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, no doubt about it. So, um, well, hey, let's talk a little bit about, and I know we're coming up on the uh, um, for the next segment and everything, which we're really excited about finding out what we're going to be talking about on the on the health side of things with my co-host, Mr. Tim James of Chemical Free Body. Well, um, we still have time, buddy. We still got some time. I know. I know we do. So let's talk a little bit about what we devised about, uh, I don't know, maybe three or four months ago. We finally realized that uh, advisors, because it is, it can be scary for them and and feeling like they have to know everything about estate planning. Otherwise, they're going to feel like they're, you know, they're dumb. They're stupid. They're going to look, you know, like they don't know what they're doing if they're talking to their clients about it. So they just they're like, oh, I'll just err on the side of caution and not even say anything about it. And then I'll just continue when they bring up about how, how I need to get my estate plan. They'll be like, uh, let's see, legal Zoom or uh, I got this attorney relationship if they have one at all. Or there's like, hey, that's outside of my scope. I, I can't really help there. Now, that doesn't, you know, add much confidence on how <laughs> they're going to help them financially. If when they ask him about estate planning, if their answer, their default is I can't help you. Right. So. What we finally figured out is that we've educated the advisor on why this is critically important to add to your practice. But because of the OEPT or the outsourced estate planning team of which you are part of, Sierra, mm -hmm. now you can outsource that to a team of specialists that are working collaboratively with you and edifying what it is that you do on the financial side of the equation every step along the way. So um, talk a little bit about you know, uh, our funding specialist, Caroline, and how you guys work together as, you know, you know, paralegal slash funding specialist and, and how well that's been working with our advisor partner mentors like Lisa Camacho, um, you know, along the way uh, as well. Yeah, I think we all the time and, you know, to use our metaphor, we talk about being this team. And I always tell the advisors, especially when they're coming in new and I, you know, I have that first contact with them. They really are the quarterback of this team to create a comprehensive plan. Um, whether they have CPA, tax specialists, whoever they're talking to in their office, that's something that they are familiar with. You know, I don't have to know everything. I just have to know the right people. 
my, my client wants me to know and have my hands in it, but they don't expect me to know everything that an attorney would know. So it's great that they can go through this process where they have one, those mentors who are more on the financial side that can walk them through linking any of that stuff together with the estate plan to the financial side. Uh, we have our funding specialist who comes in and one, I think that's the greatest the greatest thing she does is help these people feel so comfortable with the computer. Sometimes people are a little nervous. Well, I don't want to ask my attorney how to log on. And they'll say things like, oh, it's fine. I'll figure out how to log on later. No, I still will make sure that they know how to log on. My time is not even valuable if you can't figure out how to get in. So let's go through it again. But yep. they can spend this time working with someone they feel very comfortable with. They're going through the funding process. They ask all these questions about how to log in, where things are in the console. They, they e-sign some stuff. And then that's when their brain really starts to get to think. And they've already scheduled their meeting with me. So they know in a week we're going to talk to our attorney. And then we'll come back all full circle to our advisor. And they really get these comprehensive plans because they're they're prepared. Hey, I went in. I looked at everything. And they'll have questions about the console. They'll have questions about what they should do with their kids, with their money, uh, with, with whatever it is. And they're so prepared and they're not scared anymore. They trust our team already. And, um, you know, Caroline, our funding specialist that we're using now is just, she makes the clients feel so comfortable. I can just tell a complete difference in how they, they come to me um, fully trusting their advisor now, uh, fully trusting the process because they are just made to take something that's kind of foreign to them and feel so comfortable and it's second nature to them now. Yeah. So um, again, that goes back to elevating the client experience, right? It's number one that I say first because it's the most important thing, right? And and what Gary has ultimately done with his software, uh, you know, since 1985 has been developing all this and, and he finally realized that paper was going by way of the dodo bird. And that's whenever him and his programmer put together the uh, this, this platform that is all digitized. But you know, elevating the client experience is so critically important that ultimately leads to what you want to do as an advisor on uh, referrals or introductions, as I call them, um, or ultimately, you know, are you trying to sell an annuity? Are you trying to sell some life insurance? Are you trying to manage some more money? This really is that that big differentiator that we talk about, but that that experience that they have because Caroline, you know, she's so great with the with the clients and she does make them feel super comfortable um, but each step along the way, our mentees, as we call them, the advisor partner mentees that are working collaboratively with the mentor who's incorporating this in their own practice, right? Mm -hmm. um, this is something that they've never had access to before, and this is changing the game for them. This is ultimately getting allowing them to get more of a uh, you know market share, if you will, of those of those clients. And uh, this is a lot of times I have to forewarn them: careful what you wish for, because if you do this properly, these clients are going to be yours in perpetuity. So you might want to be a little bit more selective than you have been in the past. So anyway, I just want to talk a little bit more about that, that outsource estate planning team and how we do all of that heavy lifting. But to your point, Sierra, the quarterback really is the advisor that brings the clients onto the platform. Yeah. They're that one that cultivates that relationship and can direct all of us to service their clients to a higher level. Yeah, for sure. So Tim James, you, you've heard, uh, you know, from a lot of our advisors from their perspective, what, what's your take hearing this from an attorney on, uh, on the platform? Uh, it, it has, has it changed your, your mind about it or has it just really reinforced the things we've talked about with other advisors on this, this platform? Well, it just completely reinforces it. 
you know, I, like I said, when I was an advisor, we, we had this concept down, but we had to manually make it happen. Like we, we would set up like the attorney, our, our, our financial firm would help set the appointments with the estate planning attorney and, and coordinate that. And sometimes we try to do them in our office. In fact, at our, our, our um, home branch, we rented an office out to an estate planning attorney. We went and found one that had a big office downtown, but then he just paid like 800 bucks a month, rent an office for us. And we just dished him leads after leads, after leads, client after client, because then we could monitor it and we could be there with it, making sure it was happening and taking place properly. The clients loved it because they could just keep coming to the same spot, get everything. And then we actually brought, got a CPA and we actually brought every, that triangle of trust right in the office. And you guys have just made it digitally happen with your technology. So it's, it's very advanced. It makes it simple. It's actually even easier because like you guys can make changes in if somebody passes away or something happens or, you know, the daughter gets divorced and she remarries some jerk and they want to make sure that he doesn't get the money or the husband gets divorced and he remarries some, some jerkette, then, <laughs> you know, mom and dad want to make sure that he, he, that money doesn't go to her. Yeah. Or it doesn't go to the guy. Right. So it's 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 just really important. And you need to get that done quickly. And a lot of times if it's Friday and it's sunny out and you're thinking about going on barbecuing or doing something with your friends, you really want to go do estate planning because everybody just puts that stuff off. And unfortunately, things that you put off, like your health, eventually are going to ca catch up to you. There's this thing called life and it will teach you a lesson. So um, it's just really nice what you guys have done. You've made it very you've you've made it so convenient but still to, to really dial it in and most importantly to get the darn thing funded. Totally. Absolutely. That that's, that's the key component here uh, that we've done. It, it, it is very, you know, unique. Uh, and, and in fact, it's so funny. A lot of times when we start talking about the funding, you know, people are like, Oh yeah, I, I know I got to pay for it. I get it. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about how you have to assign your assets, retitle your assets, whichever way you want to look at it. Um, that's the actual funding to actually be in your trust. Otherwise, it's outside your trust. There's a whole nother show on empty trust documents where nothing has been assigned or retitled, but that, that's what keeps me up at night, Tim. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like we need, we, need, we need new language now. It's like, you know, it's like a lot of there's language that confuses people. It's like the peanuts. It's like the teacher. It's like, wah, wah, wah. Nobody knows what's saying. You know what I mean? It's yeah. our so, but at least it's not Latin because a lot of fun legal terms are Latin. So at least there are English words is what I say to people. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You've got your estate plan. Now here's the plan. Here's the structure. Now we have to take all of your assets and put them in it. In the box. Otherwise, otherwise it doesn't do anything. Like it's like having a car with no engine. Well, it's like giving your family members an empty box, like a giant fake out. Here's your gift, unwrap it, and there's nothing inside. Totally. <laughs> and you, the gift is you have to go to probate court now. It's even worse. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Surprise. Your kids, your kids are going to hate each other over the hammer. <laughs> For sure. So, well, hey, I know we're winding down uh, on this segment and everything. Sierra, is there anything else that you want to share with the enrichers about, uh, you know, how how the system is? And I, I think we've, you know, We've talked about it a lot about how efficient it is and everything, but you know, the the clients that you're working with, I guess maybe touch on one last thing. Predominantly, they are older clients, and and I know that what happened in 2020 was supposed to happen in 2030. 
right? But everything's been accelerated whenever it comes to digitization. Uh, are you finding that clients are more embracing this platform or, or are they more expecting it to be like this anyway? I think a lot of clients are expecting it now. Um, I mean, I was virtual in 2019 before COVID and it, it was a little bit of a hurdle just because clients were so used to paying for an attorney's time and staring at them in the face. The same thing with financial advisors. Oh, my financial advisor is not going to sit here in a suit across from the desk and talk to me. Um, but it was, it was heading that way. A lot of people were getting more comfortable. I would have clients say to me, this is so much easier. I love that I can just do this from my house. I love that I don't have to have the camera on. I'm in my pajamas and we can talk about my estate planning. So it was going that way. I just think that we were catapult, catapulted 10, 15 years into the future where people were forced to realize how much they like not leaving their house. Uh, you know, People used to like to go to the video store and rent movies. Now they can get it from their computer and that's a hundred times better. That's what we were going with, with physical objects, you know, Amazon prime, but it took people a little bit to realize, Hey, and I've always, you know, being in the service industry and in, in both ways, health, financial, it doesn't matter. They think, Oh, you know, like all of your friends probably ask you for free advice, Tim. I bet you love that because you don't sell a physical product all the time. They think that you should just give them what you do and what you create for people for free. I get that all the time. Hey, like, let me ask you a legal question. Let me ask you a financial question. Um, so it was kind of weird for them because they thought they were paying to have that face to face mm -hmm. time when they realized they could have that same, that same advice and that same out, um, output from an attorney or from a financial advisor from their home. They were more than ecstatic. Well, that's awesome. That is. Well, we're going to take a quick break when we get back. We're going to let Sierra ask me any questions she wants about health. We'll be right back. You want the absolute best for yourself, and you want it to be easy. That's why we created Green 85. It helps with detoxifying the body gently. We're proud it's chemical-free, unlike almost all other supplements you'll find. Bottom line. Green 85 will get you healthier. We look forward to hearing what Green 85 did for you. To get this product and our other amazing products, go to chemicalfreebody.com. That's chemicalfreebody.com. Okay, and Richards, Tim James here. We are back with my co-host Carter Wilcoxon and our special guest Sierra Lister. And uh, Sierra, now is the time for you to ask me anything health-related for you, your family members, friends, society in general, whatever you want. Go ahead. Yeah, so I guess I'm going to point my question to the words that are coming out of everyone's mouth every five minutes. But I'm just now recovering from, and that's why I'm not on the camera today. I've been asleep for like a week and a I think I want to say a week and a half now. Um, everybody assumes that I have COVID. I didn't go get tested because it is flu season. I am in Cleveland, Ohio, where it is raining and 30 degrees every day. But I have been asleep for 14 to 15 hours of every every day for the past week. And so now everyone is, well, you need to get the COVID vaccine. Um, I, I get to have fun conversations with my my mom, my god mom, my friends who are, you know, immune compromised. Um, one of our family members has leukemia and they're trying to force her to get the vaccine now. Um, when 
in reality, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but if you already have the sickness, I don't know if you need to run out and get a vaccine, if that's their thinking on that. Well, you know, personally, if if you have it or you didn't have it, I think it would, it would based on, you know, it would be silly to put it in your body anyway. Like, you know, it's just people don't even understand what is in these vaccines. Right. And from if it, let's just go back to the, the, the vaccine act of 1986. Why is it that you can no longer sue a vaccine manufacturer? It's because the people were dying and there was people were having, they were getting maimed. They were having severe problems and the vaccine companies uh, were basically, they were going and the pharmaceutical companies were going out of business. They couldn't, there's too many lawsuits. They couldn't do it. So they went to Reagan and said, Hey, look, if you don't, you know, help us pass this act, then, you know, we're going to lose all the medicine that's going to help people. Well, Ronald Reagan wasn't a uh, immune system expert. So he was bamboozled. Right. Mm-hmm. And then they passed this act that said, you can no longer sue vaccine manufacturers. You have to go to vaccine court and then, and that's it. So us, the taxpayers end up, you know, and and some money being set aside there for that. So what other industry could you be in where like, you you know, you sell a car as an example and you drive the car off the lot and the car explodes and your wife dies, but you can't sue the manufacturer or the car dealership because they have a law in place. You see what I'm saying? It's, it, it makes no sense. It makes zero sense. But it makes perfect sense for them because now they have they can just roll this stuff out. And with the COVID vaccine, people forget that they've been testing. They've been trying to get a COVID vaccine for decades. It's it, they fail. They can't. Mm-hmm. All the animals we were just talking about this earlier, all the animals in the animal tests died, if not right on the spot later from the vaccine compromising their immune system. And that's what people forget about. They just need to get back to basics. And that's nature. And you well, have something yeah. inside of you called mm-hmm. an immune system. When I was working for that medical company, we could get things that were like, again, autologists. So they could pull things out and filter it like the same way they filter, like they used to filter for insulin and then they made a recombinant version from the blood. Um, but anything that was was altered was considered like altering stem cells, altering the blood. If you added anything to like a PRP, the FDA was absolutely against it. So I don't see anything different like from taking someone's stem cells or, or platelets out of their blood and altering it to when they're taking these trials and they're using whatever they're using and altering it to make the vaccines. It just made me really uncomfortable that in one situation, they're absolutely against it. And then in another, they're saying, everybody go get it. Well, it makes no sense. You know, vaccines for all is based out on, a, on an outdated immune system science. You know, they're talking about innate immune system and adaptive. That's a 100 year old model. And Fauci himself is like everything. The whole medical system is based on this outdated model. Modern science reveals we need a, we need personalized medicine. There's no way that you can tell me that a guy my age and I'm super healthy now, 47 years old, then I need a vaccine, right? Especially one that's never been, it's never really been tested, right? Compared to somebody else. And then I need to wear a mask as well. Compared to somebody who's like 84 years old, They've got COPD, heart disease, high blood pressure, type 2 diabetes. You know, they got all these issues going on. They're on 15 medications, inhalers. Okay, that person might need to quarantine themselves a little bit. And they really need to start focusing on boosting their immune system. So why would I get the exact same thing as an 84-year-old? Or how about a 15-year-old young child that's healthy or a two-year-old baby? We, We should all get the vaccine. You know, that, that makes zero sense. It needs to be the right medicine at the right time for the right person. That's where we need to get to, not this one size approach, you know, uh, 
this one size fits all approach. It's, it's just kind of silly when you actually stop and think about it and use common sense. Yeah. No one would accept that in another, any other industry here. We're all going to wear the same size shirt. Yeah. And they use fear out of it. You know, vaccines yeah. do not guarantee a strong immune system. They don't. And now they're saying, Hey, when we get the vaccine ready, when we get the vaccine, we can go back to normal. We can go back to normal. Well, now the vaccine's here and now they're saying you can take the mask off. Well, now you can't. Nope. We got to keep the mask on anyway. And now it's multiple vaccines, and then it's going to be, oh, COVID-19. Now it's COVID-20, COVID-21 as they throw the new strains out. And then it's going to be endless shots. Now you have to keep taking shots, permanent lockdowns. Now you're going to have to have a, a vaccine card or you can't travel across state lines or or go somewhere and, you know, to your friend's wedding. It, it's just going to be – for it's it's complete lockdown is what it is. Like it's okay for immigrants to un, – un, illegal undocumented immigrants, they can flood in and you can give them whatever you want, but – if you're a United States citizen, you can't go from state to state without a vaccine card. That's where we're heading. I've seen this. I've, I've been watching this thing play out. And it's, it's, it's actually really scary right now because the reality is, is that, you know, most of these shots are lowering our immune system. Right. So we just need to be focusing on boosting the immune system. That's where the whole focus needs to be, not fear, because fear lowers the immune system. Yeah, well, we'll talk a little bit about that, uh, Tim, on on. Uh, you know, this box that everybody's been watching for the last year plus, and it's been it's been constantly thrown in our face about, I mean, what did you expect was going to happen? Right. I mean, how is your immune system ever going to get any better if if all you ever hear is you're watching, you know, the TV and, and cases, cases, you know, first it was deaths and then it was just cases. And it's like it's constantly and it's in red. Right. So the effect that that's having on our immune system simply by seeing that on a daily basis is going to decrease your your immunity. Yeah, absolutely. It absolutely does. It, the, the first thing to do is shut off the TV. Like The television could have been used as a tremendous device to educate people and share information and stuff like that. And I mean, I remember growing up, I used to watch like, you know, Cheers. It was a sitcom. You know, most people, have, I don't know if you watched it. Yeah, I enjoyed you know some mash. I watched mash, and you know these. This, it was kind of in a, you know Dukes of Hazard, but you can't even say that now because the general is a Confederate deal, so that might offend some people. It's like you know what? It's it. The whole thing is like, it, it's just why do they need to have a, a pharmaceutical ad every third ad, and then other third of the ads is you know what to eat for dinner because we obviously don't know what to do, so they advertise to us, and the other third are attorneys. Um, you know, running ads to, you know, sue to find people to go sue the, the vaccine manufacturers. Right. Like uh, and then and it, it's just the whole thing is just like it's, it's crazy to me. So they create a lot of fear and your immune system drops, especially for elderly people. They, they've got them so scared out of their wits and then they won't allow people to see people, friends and family. Yeah. And we know isolated us all and shut all the gyms. That was the greatest one when you couldn't go visit your 80 year old grandma who only gets to talk to one person every week. Cause she lives yeah. at home. Yeah. And she looks forward to that visit every week. And yeah. it's just, it's, it's a, it's a sad, it's a sad deal. I mean, how do you boost the immune system? You hang out with the people you love. You get outside and get sunshine. Vitamin D actually shoots holes in the virus walls. You eat foods with vitamin A in it to build up your cell, your cell walls. You eat zinc, take zinc that stops viruses from replicating. Mung beans are loaded with zinc. I've talked about it many times before. Um, vitamin C. It's, it's a great shock absorber for the immune system. Wonderful. And it can be used in high-dose vitamin C IVs if somebody's in chronically ill. Somebody has COVID. Like if I felt like I had the flu or the COVID or pneumonia or any virus 
And I, I was like, really, I would just go in and get a vitamin C IV. I would do that, knock knock the crap out of it. Take tons of vitamin D3. I would take zinc and I would take quercetin because quercetin shuttles the zinc into the cell so that then when the virus gets into the cell, it can't replicate. It won't allow it to uncoil. That's what we want. We want basic common sense things, boosting the immune system. And there's protocols for this type of stuff and it doesn't cost much money. And all this could have been avoided. The lockdowns, the shutdowns, everything, but that's not what they want. People have to understand that the whole left, right debate, you know, I'm sorry, but you know, we're here talking about health and wealth, but these people are affecting our health. Democrats versus Republican, white versus black, vax versus anti-vax, mask versus not wearing masks. The whole thing is silly. It's all by design to pit us against each other and divide and conquer. It's the oldest trick in the book. While we sit there and watch and go, and we get in fear mode and we, we wear our masks and we destroy our teeth. I mean, uh, Tooth health and gum disease is up 50%. People's teeth are rotting out of their mouth and teeth are cracking. And I just talked to somebody yesterday and I said, told her about that. Oral microbiome gets disrupted, mask creates heat, raises the acidity in the mouth and the temperature. And then, you know, the three bad bacteria go crazy and the gingivitis is skyrocketing. People's teeth are rotting and cracking. She's like, my tooth just cracked right in the grocery store. And I was like, really? She's like, yeah. And I was like, okay, you're the first person that told me that. I was like, can you take a break and can I film you? I want to, I like, I want to get this on video, go, go outside and stuff. I don't want, we won't use your name. You can even keep your mask on if you want to. And she's like, Oh, I really want to, but I better not. I could lose my job. I could lose my job, you know? And people are, I've talked to people they are getting acne around their face, really bad dizziness, headaches, fainting, um, teeth rotting out. It's like, why would you do something? And why are we doing this? Fear. It's fear mongering. And we really need to pull back together. We need to do what we did at the turn of the century when women who are the smartest out of the whole bunch did the women's labor movement. And they started getting the children out of the workplace, cleaning up the workplace, getting at our workdays. I mean, a few men were involved too. So, you know, we're not all stupid, but, um, Just you know, nothing. that's what, that, that's what drove, um, that's what drove get everything getting cleaned up. The sanitation worker and the plumber, have done more for our health in this country than any doctor ever will. And go back in history and look, you can look at the disease. You can look at the measles as an example. The measles vaccine came in in 1963. If you go back to the early 1900s, there was like 13.5 to 14 out of a, out of every hundred thousand people were dying of the measles. By 1950s, it was down to like one, 2%. What happened? They cleaned up the urine and the feces all over these, these cities. Cause you know, you people congregate. It's like, a bunch of cattle in a cattle yard. They're crapping all over the place and they're stepping in, they're living in, and they, they cleaned up the dead horses and the dead cows and the dead goats out of the water system. That, we changed the environment. We cleaned up the environment, measles went away. Vaccine came in in 1963, had very little to do with it. But still there's lots of people today, like certain people that are in my family, they're like, well, we have to get the vaccine because way back in the day, and they show the pictures of the people and all the dead people laying around. Well, it wasn't because this virus came to get everybody it's because they were living in poor, poor, poor living conditions. How healthy do you think you would be stepping in squalor all the, all the time, hmm. you know, and not having good quality food and your food was dirty and your water was dirty. You know, it was the, the last thing I'll say is this because it just gets me so frustrated around the seventies. Some of the, some of you guys listening will know this, that in the great lakes, the fish were dying like crazy and they were floating up onto the side of the beaches and then the fish and then the birds were coming down and eating the fish, the dead fish. And then the birds, um, I started having problems. Their eggs were very thin shelled and then the birds were dying too. 
So it was kind of a cascade effect. Now, do you think any biologist in the right mind would have said, oh, my God, let's go in and catch the fish, throw them up on the side of the beach and start pumping chemotherapy into them or give them an, give them an inoculation and let them go and they're going to be fine? No. What they would say was, is I wonder what's in the water that's killing the fish. It's the environment, stupid, like right. Dr. Bruce Lipton said, right? So we just have to change our environment. And part of our environment is what we're allowing in through our ears through that television box. Shut it off. You will boost your immune system. Go see your friends. Give your friends a hug. Get outside. Get some vitamin D. Go for a walk. Drink lots of lots of purified water. Chew your food well. Eat fresh food. These are the things we need to do. It's very simple. There's no magic bullet to this stuff. But just people, we don't know what to do because we've kind of lost our way because we've been, you know, led by society. So yeah. that's... I could go on about this. Yeah, stuff no, well, and, and I know that you could. Um, so, you know, we, we want to be uh, aware of the time of, of keeping the attorney. She's charging us by the hour. You know, we're going to get this bill. It's going to be a big one. I know. I know. It's unbelievable. So, uh, <laughs> hey, Sierra Lister of Integrated Trust Systems Chief Counsel, do you have anything else that you want to uh, ask Mr. Tim James while you've got him here uh, on the health side of the equation um, before we let everybody go? Nope. I think that health and peace of mind and your financial stability and your family are all such important things. I love that you guys are bringing them together. Um, I don't think that people often think that that health and that financial planning go together hand in hand, but they really do. I, I see how my clients, especially my elderly clients who might be sick or, or have deteriorating health, how they feel relieved and almost just happy that they're they're done with their estate planning. And, and when they get off the phone, they're so thankful to me and to their advisors. So I think that we allow them to be a little less stress-free or to be, you know, a little more stress-free. And that's a big part of their health. So I love that we can bring all this together and, and have talks like this. I don't get to talk to many health people, so that's fun. <laughs> awesome. Well, Sierra, thanks for being on today. We really appreciate you. Yeah, absolutely. So, hey, Enrichers, thank you again for joining us for another Health and Wealth podcast. Um, for my co-host, Mr. Tim James of Chemical Free Body, and our guest today, Ms. Sierra Lister of Integrated Trust Systems Chief Counsel, I am Carter Wilcoxon, CEO and founder of CSI Financial Group, uh, wishing you all a wonderful day. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe, and go to our website, the health and wealth podcast show.com where you can check out other podcasts just like this one with a wealth of information pun intended. Thank you all again for joining us and have a great, wonderful, marvelous day. God bless. Hey, Enrichers. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the health and wealth podcast. I'm your host, Carter Wilcoxon. And I'm your host, Tim James. And by God, we are committed to helping you guys have fat wallets, flat bellies, so tune in again for another episode and make sure to like, share, and drink a lot of water. Or beer. You have just listened to the Health and Wealth Podcast with Carter and Tim.